Welcome to A Counselor's Journey to Private Practice. I'm your host, Juan, and this podcast teaches mental health professionals to cultivate curiosity and build ambition in their journey to starting, growing, and scaling a private practice. Let's dive into the episode. What's going on? How is everyone doing? How are you feeling? How are you shaking? Anybody ever ask you that? Like, they're like, hey, man, how's it shaking? That's a, I'm 31. I will be 32 September 10th. So as I get older, I wonder if I still, if I still got my cool brownies, you know, if I'm, if I'm cool dad, if you will, all the parents out there listening in, you're able to, you're able to catch that, catch that phrase, cool dad or cool mom. My wife and I, we kind of go back and forth being silly about it. Today is all about, today's all about marketing, but, but I want to give you a different approach to marketing. I want to give you something a little more structure. Because maybe you're out there in your counseling practice and you're thinking, all right, I, I want to market, but I'm not sure how. I'm not sure how to set up structure around it. I'm not sure how to be organized around it. I'm not sure what to look for. What do I measure? What do I do? So what I want to do is I want to introduce you to an idea a little, with a little bit of cre- creativity, right? A little bit of a, we'll sprinkle some creativity on it. And we'll definitely, right, because that's what a counselor's journey is all about, we'll definitely put a lot of ambition behind it. And I know that you're listening in, you're lending me in your ears. Because you're ready to move forward, you're ready to grow your practice, you're ready to do things a little bit different, but a beautiful kind of different, something that connects to you. So what I'm going to do today is I'm going to start with an idea, a platform of marketing, and I'm going to walk you through a process that you can implement ASAP, you can implement today. I'm going to make sure that it's easy, I'm going to make sure that it's simple, I'm going to make sure that you're able to write these points down and that... You don't have too many questions because sometimes too many questions steer us into research, research, research. And next thing we know, we lack action and we're not implementing the idea that we have. And I know all of you out there, you have so many beautiful ideas and, and you're capable of so much and you're doing so much in the field. So thank you for everything that you do and thank you for being here with me today. So let's start with a platform. Marketing can can, can, can take us in so many directions, but I want to start with a simple platform. Let's start with blogging, right? So let's say that, you, that you're out there and you're like, you know what? I want to market, market with the idea of bringing people into my private practice, right? Almost like uh, my dad used to mess around with me as a kid and he would, he would say, I'm going to tie up a little rope behind you and it's going to have a stick dangling in front of you and it's going to have a hot dog and then you're going to chase it. <laughs> and that always makes me laugh. Uh, so when you think about marketing, think about you know marketing in that aspect. But of course, you know, add some sort of beautiful element to it. So if you have a private practice and you want to utilize marketing and you want to utilize blogging as your platform of marketing, then let's say that your private practice is all about helping couples, helping people in relationships, allowing husbands to be better husbands and, and, and better listeners and individuals to navigate conflict without tearing each other apart, right? So that's what your private practice is all about, helping couples move forward, create lasting change in a, in a beautiful relationship. So then you come up with the idea one day sitting around the office and you say, you know what? I'm going to start a blog. Well, awesome, right? We got we got we got a good start, and we know we know that's awesome because there's there's so much content out there that tells us blogging works. I mean, there's people out there that make millions off of their blog, whether it's through advertisement, through you know selling other people's products or selling their own things. But we, we kind of want to keep it simple for now. We want to be able to use our blog to create content. Content meaning we're writing, putting pictures, infographics with the idea that that marketing is going to kind of be like that hot dog, hot dog idea in front of me where it's going to lure people in. So here is the elements that I want you to keep an eye on. Number one is your content. 
making sure that it connects to some sort of keyword element so that if your practice is all about helping couples and relationships, whenever you're writing these blogs, those are the keywords that you want to utilize. And you can pay a couple of extra dollars for a marketer to do some market research on keywords and they're able to come back to you and say, hey, uh, like, hey, Juan, whenever you do your blogs, based on my research, right, that you paid me for, these are the keywords that I want you to utilize. Relationship counseling near me, marriage counseling in Greensboro, and so forth. So then my marketing person, and of course you can do this on your, on your own, DIY, get on YouTube and look up keywords for blogs. There's tons of content out there. It's just doing, you know, getting your hands dirty a little bit. But once you have that idea, then you're able to start writing your content. So let's say that I wrote an article or, or a blog post on my website on how to help couples better communicate, right? Become more effective uh, in the area of communication, then I know that I'm going to toss those keywords in there. Maybe the title, right? If my marketer person said, hey, Juan, make sure you use uh, marriage counseling near me. My title can say, you know, ways to communicate effectively for married couples. So I threw in that word, you know, marriage in there. And then in my description, I can throw the keyword in again. And in my the meat of my uh, post, I can use the keyword again. Now, I don't want to flood it, but I want to put it in there in a very respectable manner, in a way that you're able to read it and it flows. Something else I want to do with my content is I want to make sure that it's open. You know, open meaning that a person can read it and they can skim it. They can bounce around from different points. You've got things on there like bold words. You have consistency. You have bullet points. It's just a really clean and beautiful read. So that's important when you think about your content. It's important to throw images in there. Images allow a person to not have to read something, but maybe look at an image that relates to what what the article is about or the post is about. So an image of a couple holding hands and smiling. You know, that creates a reassurance for the reader to say, you know, this is a good post. But in addition, I like the image. I want I want to get my relationship to where I'm able to, you know, connect with that image, if you will. So that's the content, making sure that whenever you are marketing, right? And again, we're focused on one idea, blog, blog writing, that you have keywords and that your writing connects to what I just shared. The other point we want to look at is your audience, Right making sure that you're able to write down my audience is blank. You know, just like your avatar, your ideal client, think about who your readers are going to be. And that's going to directly relate to what you're going to write. If my practice is all about supporting couples, then it, it wouldn't really benefit my marketing approach when it comes to blog writing to incorporate an article on teens or, um, you know, just a different area that steers away from it. Uh, Some people out there may say, well, you know, it's more writing and it's more content so that could be effective. Well, one of the issues with that is, yes, it can be effective to a degree, but it kind of, it broadens you a little bit too much. Whenever you look at Google, I try to look at Google as a search engine, right? This platform that has buckets. And if your bucket is all about relationship counseling, fill it up with relationship counseling content. That's your audience. But if you start filling it up with different categories and... Now, instead of having one giant five-gallon bucket, you've got one-gallon buckets you know, in, 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 in each of those categories. It's a little bit more difficult for people to find you, and you won't rank as high when it comes to Google. So hopefully that makes sense and you didn't get too lost there. Overall, what I'm sharing, just in case you got a little bit lost, <laughs> is that identify your audience and focus on the audience when it comes to blogging versus having an audience but then blogging about a bunch of random things. All right? The next point that we're going to look at, 
uh, hang with me, if you will. If you're out there and you need a water break, get you some water. Uh, that's just me being funny. <laughs> um, so the next point that we're going to look at is frequency. You know, when, it, when are you going to blog? What time are you going to post your blogs? Uh, and how often are you going to do it? You know, for my podcast, for instance, I try to make sure that I am consistent on Fridays at 5 p.m. It's getting posted. It's something that I do my best to stick with. And I do it for a lot of reasons. I do it for respect because you are lending me time and I respect your time. I know you have so many things to do. So I'm going to make sure from my end that I do the best that I can to, you know, hold that grit, you know, to be there and to be consistent. It also keeps you on schedule. You know, if you think about the basic element of you as a clinician and you serving your clients, how important is it for you to start your session on time? How important is it for you to end your session on time? And I'm sure that you're listening in and you're like, yeah, those things are really important, Juan. It's no different when it comes to what we're talking about here, right? Yes, we're talking about something simple like a blog and writing posts, but if you treat it like a business, if you treat it with the end in mind, with these big goals, big picture ideas, just like you do whenever you're working with your patient, right? You have a big picture. You have an idea of, I'm going to show up on time. I'm going to end on time because that's going to allow us to achieve the goals that are outlined in our treatment plan. If I'm not consistent with it, then we're not going to be able to, we're not going to, be able to achieve those goals. So kind of think about that. Hopefully from the clinical mind, you're able to pull some of that, uh, some of those core you know, strategies that you already have and skills that you already have and implement them in the other area. So the next point that we want to go to you know, as far as uh, we just hit frequency and consistency is really focusing in on your goals, right? So if I sat there with you and I said, all right, you're going to be, you're going to start doing a blog, right? And you're like, yeah, I want to do a blog. That's what I want to work on. Then I want to say, well, what's your goal for the blog? What would you like your blog to achieve, right? No different, no different than you sitting in a counseling session across from your patient and they're struggling in their relationship. And then you would ask, you know, what, what changes are you looking for? You know, what does five years from now look like? You're asking those questions because as a clinician, you acknowledge how pivotal they are, how important they are to allow that person to move forward effectively, move forward with a vision, you know, of what tomorrow looks like. So when it comes to your blog, again, treat it like a business. Treat it with the most respect and the kindness and love that you can. And you can do that by taking taking a step back and then writing down my goal for my blog is blank. Examples of goals can include, I want to be able to increase conversions, you know, readers to clients or to patients. Uh, so I want to be able to have people just randomly, you know, Google relationship tips and bam, there goes one of my posts on 50 relationship tips. And then they read it and they're like, oh, wow, this is awesome. I love these tips. And then they see a button on there and the button says, click here to schedule an appointment. And then they schedule an appointment with you. So then from there, you're able to give yourself a nice little high five, if you will, and say, yes, I'm achieving that goal. I'm working towards that goal. Because again, my goal is to convert. Another goal can include that you want to have a lot of readers on your blog, because then readers can lead to passive income, such as advertisement on your blog. You know, if you visit, um, as as an example, I use my wife. She is huge, huge into couponing. Um, And when I mean huge, like we'll go to stores and have multiple carts. (laughs) It's super early in the morning. Um, Our garage is literally like these racks of just, let's just say we're ready for a zombie apocalypse. (laughs) Um, But what I'm getting at is she goes to these websites and on the websites, there's just tons of ads on there. So then the business side comes in that lets us know that these bloggers, they have a lot of readers that go to their site. So then advertisement companies are going to utilize that effectively by putting their ads in places that have a lot of volume, a lot of readers. 
And then as the owner of the blog, you're able to earn money, you know, through different avenues, but overall because you have a lot of readers. So that could be a goal for your blog to have a lot of readers. Um, and, and then one of the ways to do that is making sure that you're consistent, you know, hitting all the points that we talked about prior. Another goal can include if you have products that you sell, maybe in your private practice, you know, you provide one-on-one counseling to couples, right? Because we're focusing on that idea here for this blog for relationship support. But what if you sell a book or a workbook for couples that you have? Then maybe in that article that we talked about, that post of, you know, 50 effective ways to communicate, you can include that workbook that you have. So that can be another goal for your blog. All right. So how's everyone doing so far? I hope that you're, you know, you're taking notes and you're acknowledging that this is doable. The next point that I want to dive into when it comes to the very topic that we're talking about is metrics, measuring the effectiveness of you know, our marketing uh, platform here, right? So the marketing strategy that we're doing is we're engaging in blog writing. And we know, what the, or we know what our goals are, right? You wrote down your goals. You know who your audience is. You wrote that down. You wrote down the frequency, you know, how often you want to post, how many times a week, times a month, or the time that you want to post. You, you wrote down content that you want in there, focused on keywords. So the next thing that we want to look at is metrics, you know, utilizing some sort of system of measurement. And I like to take an interesting approach. Imagine if you worked with your, your clients in a session, but you skipped over the treatment plan. You skipped over all forms of measurements, right? I think, I think a lot would happen there. You know, one thing that could happen is it's going to be hard to really identify the progress and the success of those that you're supporting. Because, you, because again, what are we measuring? So we take those skills that, again, you already are utilizing when it comes to serving the patients that you're serving. And, and I take this approach. I'm going to take a step back for a second. You're probably wondering, like, why I mentioned your clinical skills so much. I do it just to let you know that you already have what it takes. You have the skills. You have the knowledge. All we're doing is we're grabbing that and we're putting it into more of that entrepreneur mindset. It's a little bit different. You know, it could be new to some. It could be murky and awkward and we're getting used to it. But I know that you're going to be, I know that you're going to be fine. You're going to be okay. And if you get stuck, reach out, grab me. I'll grab your hand and then we'll move forward in this journey. So going back to metrics, going back to, you know, what are we measuring? There's tools. There's tools like Google Analytics. But I don't want to get too much into those tools. I more want to encourage you to identify the question of what do I want to measure? I want to measure conversions, people that go from readers to clients. I want to measure how many people are landing on my blog. I want to measure how consistent I am with showing up for my blog. I want to measure maybe how many words I'm writing on my blog each time and how many words I should be writing. And again, these questions are, are just simple Google searches. You know, get on Google and say, how many words should I put on a blog post to be an effective blog post? And you'll probably see some more from 500 and up. When you start measuring, you start identifying levels of success and you start identifying adjustments. The simple measurement of readers to your blog can give you a strong idea or the simple measurement of keywords. Let's say for three months or six months, you engage in blog writing, but you notice that not a lot of people getting on there, your conversions are low. So then you dive back into some research on keywords and then you change those keywords. And then you notice that there's a stronger trickle effect. Now, instead of 100 readers, you've got 500 readers. You know, now instead of one patient coming in a month through the blog, you've got more than one patient coming in through the month, through the month from the blog. And without us measuring, you know, without us understanding our numbers, 
we can really get stuck on engaging in what feels like work, yet lacks conversion, lacks outcome. And then what I mean by that is, before we finish up here for today, we can engage in blog writing. And I'm going to raise my hand. You can't see me, but I've definitely done it. Not just with blog writing. I've done it so many times in in different uh, levels of work where I will work tirelessly and be up to like two or three in the morning writing articles, doing videos and so forth. And then that part of my mind just wouldn't click. The light bulb wouldn't come on and say, well, Juan, are you measuring what, what you're doing? And then I think for me what happens, and maybe, maybe yours is different, is that I get, I feel that because I'm working, then that's enough and it's effective. And, and that provides me a satisfaction inside. You know, to me, it's, well, you spent three hours, you know, writing and creating and doing all those things. So, of course, it's going to work. So, what I ask for you is I ask for a kindness, a kindness to incorporate metrics within, let's say, this little nugget that we're talking about today. You know, adding blog writing to your marketing plan. And then hopefully as you step away from this episode, you're able to acknowledge that we did talk about blogging, but it could be anything else. It could be a YouTube channel that you have. It could be an Instagram that you have, a Pinterest, a podcast. Just take away blogging and put whatever platform you want in there and then treat it with the same mythology that we utilize today. So as always, before you head out, I ask for an additional kindness. One of the ways that I grow the podcast is through reviews. I would love if you could leave me a review. Let me know how I'm doing. Let me know what's going on, in your, going on in your life. I would love to know if, if in any way this podcast has helped you, whether it's helped you feel more confident, more vulnerable, helped you to be a little more curious or more ambitious, to get more clients, to feel that you can breathe in your office, not to feel alone in the world of private practice. You know, I created a journey to private practice with my wife together, you know, where we, we acknowledged all the downfalls that we had along the way. And then we really wanted to come in and build a space where we can share our journey, but also walk with people on their journey. So as always, thank you for being here. Have a beautiful day. In your journey of private practice, I want to thank you for listening to the podcast. Please leave an awesome review and share this podcast with any counselor you think is working towards starting, growing, and scaling a counseling practice. Let's grow together in our journey. I'll see you in the next episode.